Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three Thursday already. Hey, just the the time goes by uh, in a blur, just so unbelievably fast. Uh, got this tweet in from Blind Cowboy. Some people call him the Blind Cowboy. Some call him the Gangster of Sight. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> others just call him Bob. I don't know why. It's just kind of weird. Anyway, he, weird. he found something special in a bookstore uh, in one of the bargain bins yesterday <laughs> and shared it with us. Mm-hmm. Here's what he found. A great book by Aww. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Uh. 98 cents. <laughs> Why the price gouging? <laughs> I don't, I mean, seriously. I don't know. Right? That's at least triple what it's what it should cost. I love this. Hillary Rodham Clinton. Her essential, Her essential wisdom. wisdom. So essential. <laughs> you must pay 98 cents to receive it. Somebody uh, uh, retweeted that with an image of uh, bathroom tissue and how it was a better deal That's to go great. ahead and get the book. Awesome. <laughs> Toilet paper. Uh, and let's see. Elizabeth Warren tweeted out yesterday. Oh, this is exciting. Yeah, this is very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're flying one lucky winner and a guest <laughs> to grab a beer with Elizabeth. Want a chance to win? Wait. Sign up here to enter. Wait, wait, it's a chance to grab a... Grab a beer, because she's beer? one of the people. Remember yeah. when mm-hmm. when she was you gotta offering that, her husband a beer? Yeah, you got to do that dramatic pause that she does, too, because they she can't remember what she's talking about. Beer. <laughs> remember this video? Uh, a beer. <laughs> um, so authentic. A beer. Okay. <laughs> hey. Oh, oh, wow. What? No way. Want a beer? Want a beer? Sure. <laughs> okay. Why don't you tell us every single... <laughs> we can see what you're doing. I know. <laughs> Pull out this stool, and then I'm going to sit down. And then I'm going to rest my legs on... The little thingy that's underneath, you know, on the stool that kind of surrounds the stool. Like an ottoman or something? No, it's part of the stool. Oh, okay. You know, the bottom of the stool. It's got a footrest sort of thing Uh there, but it's made of metal. Mm -hmm. And And you're going to look at the the, camera? Yeah. And then I'm going to take off one of my shoes. Oh, 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 And I'm going to dangle the other one kind of at the end of my foot. And then I'm going to to take the beer. Okay. I'm going to crack it open. Then I'm going to... You push the opener thing back. Oh, okay. And then I'm going to oh. carefully pour the beer into the glass. <laughs> and then I'm going to drink the beer. She is <laughs> the worst. How is well, she doing I, so well? You got me. Oh I guess just gosh. because she claims to have a plan for everything uh-huh. might be a, an effective strategy. I got a plan for that. I got a plan for that, too. I've got plans for everything. To contrast herself with people like Beto, who doesn't know where he's going or what he's doing or what he believes. It's sad, man, but I love it. It's amazing. Also from Saves, 84, you know, we had the, uh, we we played, yesterday we played Justin Trudeau and uh, his new effort (laughs) to eliminate water bottles from his life, plastic water bottles, and so he's... As he was trying to explain mm-hmm. what he switched to, he's stumbling all over. Because he hasn't switched to anything. No. So, <laughs> we determined he has switched uh, to concrete water bottles. Yeah, concrete. Water bottles and uh, concrete cases of water. Uh-huh. And 
Keith asked, "How do you how do you get that out of the store? Because it's kind of heavy. heavy." Yeah, and I said, "Well, so easy. Just drive your forklift to the store." I I yep and duh gave it a shot yesterday and so apparently <laughs> there it goes. So par- apparently you Look did that. that. Saves right? eighty four. Caught video of me there leaving. Try- I was trying to get out of there. Oh, <laughs> oh! If you're not watching on Blaze TV, a guy with a forklift just knocked down <clears> an entire <throat> shelving at a Costco. I mean, the gigantic or wherever this shelving. Is. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a Costco or a something. Sam's Club. Something. <laughs> Some. That's. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. No, that's me. Is what Oof. it is. Mm-hmm. Bet. Uh, bet his employer, the, like the manager of the store, were really. Really yeah, I can't tell if that was a store or a warehouse. Or a warehouse. But either way, this guy... It's a mess. Um, and he's lucky to be alive. That could have killed him. He rolled out of that uh, forklift, too. That yeah. could have killed him. Mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, And at Pat Unleashed uh, on Twitter. Um, now, apparently, Canada sent some trash, recycled <laughs> trash. They thought they were sending all their plastic water bottles that Trudeau has given up. <laughs> And they were returning them. They were sending them to the Philippines. And then the Philippines said, hey, we don't want your stupid garbage. Yeah, they said this isn't recyclable materials. Yeah, this we, we is don't want garbage. This. I've and always it, tried to sneak it. It really was. It. And they said, take it back. Mm-hmm. So Canada did. Yeah. Right? They're doing it. Because Philippines threatened war over, <laughs> over this. Yeah, they're like, we'll go to war if you don't come and get your trash by May 15th, which they didn't, but they finally went No, seriously, I didn't see that. Is that really? Duarte? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He totally said, we're going to go to war over this if you don't come get your garbage. It's not recyclable uh, materials, all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now, so the Philippines would go to war with now, Canada if now, they didn't get their garbage. Now, who among us, right, hasn't thrown plastics and wow. recyclables into the garbage every day? Um, but well, here, Canada got busted. Yeah. Um, but that, you know, that's kind of tough. I mean, who's going to win that? I mean, you know, you got war. the Philippines, you got the niceness of Canada. They've got a bigger armed forces, I'm sure. But, uh, well, it would take too long to even get together where they could fight each other. Uh, you, the earth would end before <laughs> you even got your forces together with each other. That's ridiculous. So they, they finally so, got their garbage back yesterday. Yeah. They, um, they're sending it back. 69 containers arrived near the city of Vancouver where the contents are being incinerated in the next several days. The garbage, of course, really pissed off Rodrigo uh, Duterte uh, to withdraw diplomats from Canada. He threatened the country, as Keith just said, (laughs) with war (laughs) after Canada failed to retrieve the waste by uh, the May 15th deadline. So... You don't retrieve this stuff. We're going to war by May fifteenth. Now that <laughs> they took the risk, I guess that that, mm-hmm. that that they didn't get they didn't get this garbage back soon enough, and yet somehow war was averted between the two great nations. That Oof. would have been ugly. Oof. Yeah, but you know when when Canada and Philippines get together on the battlefield, uh-huh. you throw out all the record books. all the records, all of them, all of them, I mean, even ones that have nothing to do with war or sports. You throw out everything. I mean, think of that. I mean, when when the Philippines has to travel to Canada for a road game, and it's all cold mm-hmm. and snowy, they're not used to it. But then Canada's got to turn around and play down in the uh, humid climates of uh, mm-hmm. the Philippines. It's tough. I mean, the that is tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. That's <laughs> great. So I'm glad we averted real, real worldwide potentially worldwide catastrophe. Could you see Justin Trudeau <laughs> prosecuting a war of any kind? No. No. Oh my gosh. Duterte and his forces would probably 
kick Trudeau's ass. Because at you. least at least Duterte has, you know, he's got some spunk. <laughs> he's got some fight in him. Uh, Justin Trudeau just believes, well, we, what, we can just get along with everyone. Why can't we just all love one another? Can we just join hands and sing songs? Could, could we just start a campfire and roast some marshmallows together? Settle our differences that way. Well, no, we, we don't want to cause a fire because that would create some carbon into the atmosphere. No, okay, well, so we'll get together. And just sit around and drink water and, boxes? Yes, out of concrete. Out, out of concrete. <laughs> boxes. Water. <laughs> oh, man. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. What a world. Peter Thiel has some really chilling things to say uh, about Google and what's going on there. First of all, listen to what he has to say and then tell me Google might even be... Con- tell me they're not guilty of treason. Listen to what Peter Thiel has to say. And then the weird, the weird fact that's indisputable is that Google is working with communist China, but huh. not with the U.S. military on its breakthrough AI Why technology. Is that? Well, that's the that's the question. I mean, I think I think one yeah. explanation is they figure um, they have to because it'll get if they don't give it to them through the front door, it'll get stolen through the back door. So Pause. first answer is they have to. What what a stupid reason. Uh, well, if we don't give it to them, they're going to steal it. <laughs> you can't assume that. First of all, protect your property. Wow. They'd be like. Us saying in our home, well, uh, somebody's going to break into my house anyway, so I might as well not lock the door. Or just give it to them. Yeah, and, and instead, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to leave all my stuff out in the uh, on the front ro- yard. Yeah. And they can come by and take it because they're just going to steal it anyway. Just put it out put it out in the road. I mean, you don't want them to have to actually walk That's ins- into your yard. That is lunacy. That is insane. And there's more of it. And then I think, of course, there's probably, you know, a broad base of Google employees that are, you know, mm. ideologically super left wing sort of you woke think? And, and think that uh, China is uh, better than the U.S. Oh, geez. Or that the U.S. is worse than China. It's always it's always more it's more anti-American than always. anything. OK, but stop it there. I mean, that is unbelievable. But, you know, it's true. You know, wow. there's all kinds of Google employees, including everybody at the top that thinks China is better than the United States. And how he described it was. They're woke. Yeah. I, I don't know that he said that, but they, they think, hey, look, we're woke, you know, and we're going to give this to China. We know better than everybody mm-hmm. else does. And we know that China deserves this more than the United States deserves this tech. So, yeah, we're going to give it to them. This is exactly what the president was talking about when he said, if you don't love the country, get out. Go back to where you came from. I don't know any of the racial or ethnic backgrounds of the people at Google. I assume many of them are white, mm-hmm. but get out. Yeah. Get out. If that's your loyalty, if that's where your loyalty lies, if you hate this country so much, there's plenty of places you could live where you didn't have to struggle with living in such a bad place and contributing to it through your taxes. That is unbelievable. That's why what the president said had nothing to do with race. Had nothing. It was more like what Paul McCartney said. Get back. Mm-hmm. Get back. Remember that? Get, get back. back to where you once belonged. Yeah, get back to where you once belonged. You like it so much, get back there. <laughs> Nobody called Paul McCartney a racist, did they? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, and then that's not the only Google news from yesterday. There was a guy... Like an expert up on Capitol Hill, and Ted Cruz is asking him questions. Robert Epstein. Yeah. Uh, here's Dr. Robert Epstein with Ted Cruz. Do you happen to know 
who the Hillary Clinton campaign's number one financial supporter was in the year 2016? Uh, I think I do, but please remind me. The, the number one financial supporter of the Hillary Clinton campaign in the 2016 election was the parent company of Google, Alphabet, oh, yeah. who was our first witness. Mm. They were her number one financial donor, and your testimony mm-hmm. is, through their deceptive search methods, they moved 2.6 million votes in her direction. I would think anybody, whether or not you favor one candidate or another, should be deeply dismayed about a handful of Silicon Valley billionaires having that much power over our elections to silently and deceptively mm-hmm. shift vote outcomes. Again, with respect, mm-hmm. I must correct you. The 2.6 million is a rock bottom minimum. Mm-hmm. The range <laughs> wow. is between 2.6 and 10.4 million, depending on how aggressively they used the techniques that I've been studying now for six and a half years. Wow. Wow. Could, could you just say that again, please? Just... The 2.6 million is a rock bottom minimum. The range is between mm. 2.6 and 10.4 million votes, depending mm. on how aggressive they were in using the techniques that I've been studying, such as <laughs> wow. the search engine manipulation effect, the search suggestion effect, uh, the answer uh-huh. bot effect, and a number of others. They control these and no one can counteract them. These are not competitive. These are tools that they have at their disposal uh-huh. exclusively. If any head- headline comes out of this hearing, that should be it. So she won the popular vote, 65 to 62. Now, this is Keith math territory, right? But I'm just sitting here looking at it. So if you take away 10 million from her, I mean, let's just do the, the extreme, even the, right? Even the bottom line the bottom, figure yeah, of 2.6. And he goes up to 65 and she goes down to 30, uh, 62. That's unbelievable. Wow. And you think, well, I'm going to have to correct you. You think, okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he makes a stronger case for Cruz uh-huh. that they could have affected the votes of 10.4 million people. Which, if that were the case, he would, Trump would be at 73, I guess, almost wow. 73 million. Yeah, over 73 million. And she would lose, she'd be down to 55 million. So it would be 73.55 if, you know, biggest swing. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I loved this show, um, the show Continuum. Uh, watched that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I think there was five or six seasons. I don't know. But the premise was that in the future, she comes back from the year 2070 uh, or 2077, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so she goes back in time to 2012 when the series took place. And in the year 2070, everything's owned by corporations. Every, the, the government is run by corporations. And I used to think, stupid premise. <laughs> I, know, I think it is too. I had a dumb, I mean, I like the show, but come on, really? <laughs> the government is uh, the biggest corporation? Uh-huh. Well, we're kind of there. <laughs> we're kind of there, man. This is sort of what they're talking about. And can you imagine a few years from now if this keeps up? If they don't do anything. So if Ted Cruz knows this, he should be doing everything in his power. He should be trying to move heaven and earth to reclassify Google as uh, not a platform, but a publisher. Because they're biased and we all know it. And there's no question about it anymore. It's been proven. You talk about, uh, <laughs> you talk about consensus. 
You talk about settled science. Google, Amazon, Apple, Twitter, Facebook, all of them uh, are, are absolutely biased. They're absolutely left-wing tools, and they should have the protection that's given to them taken away. The protection being that you need to stay non-biased, and if you do that, then we will protect you from people suing you for something that happened on your platform. Okay, well, that's long gone. So now these guys need to be doing something about it. And I haven't heard that they are. I mean, good for him for at least exposing it, bringing it out. But now it's time to do something about it. I said on Glenn's show the other day, you know, there's there's two ways. One, our uh, U.S. senators get together. Mike Lee, Ted Cruz, uh, Rand Paul, anybody with... Some common sense. They get together and they put together legislation that makes these uh, these media companies publishers. So that's one way you can fix this and stop the silencing and oppression. The other way is all of us on the right stop using these platforms. And that's, that's coming from Mr. Twitter. <laughs> that's <laughs> tough, man. Because you just sit here and you it think... It is tough. Man, it's Google, Google really gets me to where I want to go the easiest, you know? Uh, yeah. And, uh, boy, that Amazon Prime, the videos on my TV, it's just... Right. Oh, the two-day, you know, free shipping. I mean... Right. We feed the beast. It's difficult. Uh, but, you know, 15 years ago, we did, we did without all of it. We didn't have any of this stuff going on. But life is so much more comfortable I know, now. I know. And enjoyable. And yeah, at our fingertips, whatever we want, just like that. And the, the trade-off, man. The only way is we take a stand financially and hit them where they live, right in their pocketbook. <clears throat> or we put so much pressure on our representatives that they finally do something about this. And we stop with the mentality of, and I had this at first too. Ah, it's a private company. They can do what they want. No, that's not the point because... They have certain protections given to them by the government. Thus, since they invited the government into their lives, the government has some say over, over their business conduct. And certainly over whether or not they, they have to abide by the First Amendment. You talk about two entities that scratch each other's backs. I know. Keep us down. We are. I know. We are under both of their collective thumbs, man. Yep. Triple eight. 933 Let me tell you about this. You know, maybe next spring we can all just get our minds off of it for 14 days and do something else. Like, I don't know, a Mediterranean cruise. Wouldn't that be nice? It's an all-inclusive trip where you can join Glenn and Bill O'Reilly and David Barton, Rabbi Lappin and Stu, and learn about history, learn about the areas you're traveling to. Everything included, including airfare, gratuities, all of that. That's nice. I, I like when you go to a place and you don't have to worry, well, how much is the tip? How much do I tip the, you know, how much do I tip the guy that brought me my drink to the uh, lounge chair? How much do I tip the bartender? How much do I, none, nothing, because it's all included. Kind of by definition, uh, that means you don't have to do anything more. You don't have to pay any more money when it's all inclusive. It's amazing, though, how non all inclusive, some all inclusive plans are this isn't one of those so you got great ports of call you're going to be going to uh, venice you'll go to jerusalem you'll go to athens you'll go to croatia 
Uh, and on the ship, even if you were never to leave the ship, you've got 11 bars, uh, four jacuzzis, three pools, multi-purpose sports pitch, outdoor jogging tracks, a 4D cinema. I mean, this is it's a first-class, really fun trip with people who believe as you do, and everybody wants to learn about history. It's going to be so much fun. Go to ComeSailAway.com and check out the various packages you can uh, buy. Really, right now, just put down a down payment, and then you can pay as you go uh, up until the cruise starts next year. So go to ComeSailAway.com and join us. You're going to be glad you did. ComeSailAway.com. Gray Unleashed. Some tweets here from uh, Keystone Pig. Someone should have told Elizabeth that when there's a video, she doesn't need to provide play-by-play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what the video is for. Uh, veterans of the Isle of Spice. <laughs> I'm going to get me... Line, please. Oh, a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, from Dylan. Oh, is this our Dylan? Oh, yeah. yeah. Who's Fake been Dylan? scurvy-free since 93. Wow, what a braggart. Keith, hey, can you close that door? <laughs> Me. Yeah, sure. One minute later, Keith opens the door. Now, wait a second. A little behind-the-scenes baseball there. Yeah. 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 It's a draft in here, you know? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, 3393 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I love the fact that Berkeley, California has now banned natural gas in new homes being built. Oh, okay. They have banned natural gas. <laughs> Clean, burning, efficient, natural gas. Nope. Okay, what, well, what do I have to use? <clears throat> Electricity. <laughs> you ever had electric heat? Oh, my. Ah, uh, wait. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's all I have. You have electric heat now? Yeah, just the, in your house the, in Texas, the big unit thing up there. Yeah, yeah. Electric heat. Yeah. You don't have natural gas. Now we've got uh, propane, wow. but that just uh, is for the fireplace. Huh? Yeah, it's really Aren't weird. Your heating bills really high then in the winter? Well, of course you're in Texas, but uh, no, the air conditioning <clears throat> bills are about three times as high as yeah, the well, heating bill. I yeah, mean, that's that's true. Because <sighs> no, but it's weird. My neighborhood, it's like there was a different builder for every house, mm-hmm. and so. Everybody's situation is different. My next door neighbor, um, all on propane. You know, he runs out of propane, which he has before during like an ice storm. Mm-hmm. Game over, you know. Um, but no, it's really weird. I just have the fireplace hooked up to the propane tank. I, I mean, I, we had ele- we've had electricity in a couple of different, <clears throat> because we've lived all over the country. And I, I just remember excruciatingly high elect- uh, heating bills yeah. in, the, in the winter. And then back east... The alternative to natural gas is, of course, oil. So you oh, heat your boy. home with oil, and you got a big stinking oil tanker in your basement. Yes. Now, that that <laughs> was expensive. It's dangerous. It's filthy. Mm-hmm. It's expensive. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So when you eliminate natural gas from the equation, uh, that's just Because that's the northeast, man, you know? Yeah. Where it gets very cold. Very. And uh, that's the only place that I've lived where we didn't have electric heat, if you can believe it. Oh, really? But we had that big oil tanker in the basement and stuff. And of course, it was... How the, I hate that. It was the favorite place of, at the time, you know, my two-year-old son. He let to go and play by... Please don't play behind the... No, don't. 
Oh, yeah. But uh, Of course, that's going to be the first place they gravitate toward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyhow. Uh, hey, look at this big tanker of oil. I want to play all over this thing. And in retrospect, it makes sense. He loves getting dirty. So, And I mean, uh, safe? Yeah, oh, sure. You bet. <laughs> Don't touch it. It gets hot, man. <laughs> you bet. Very, very safe and very efficient and really clean burning. It's so stupid. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and of course, um, it contributes more to global warming. And the elect—I don't know if they're aware of this in Berkeley. The electricity comes from someplace too, probably a coal-fired plant. It's just. <laughs> They're so ridiculous. They are something else. Man. Use your noodles. It's like, well, the electric car, that will uh, negate the need for any kind of fossil fuel. <sighs> really? Don't you plug that thing in somewhere? Isn't there a way you're getting power to that? Yeah, well, who's powering <laughs> it? Uh, Ray, uh, uh, unicorn farts. Yeah. Is, uh, yeah. We, we got squirrels in the basement. And then every once in a while, when the squirrels die, we have to sprinkle magic fairy dust. And then that powers it. Uh-huh. Oh, Okay. Uh, so stupid. You know, I, I think conservatives would be the first <clears throat> to get into some sort of new um, energy source that was that was inexpensive, that worked, that was reliable, that is going to be there when you need it. I'd be all over that. But until then, natural gas is a pretty darn good alternative, especially when the left nut jobs have taken away uh, nuclear possibilities from us for the most part. There hasn't been a new nuclear plant built in the United States since I think it was 1973, 1975, somewhere in there. Um, You want clean burning? Nuclear would be a great way to go. Meanwhile, Prince Charles is at it again. He has issued a 100-month warning. Well, he, he issued that many years ago. And the 100 months are over. And he said, if we don't do something dramatic in the next 100 months, of course, we're going to have a climate catastrophe. And one of the things he was predicting was cannibalism. So now that cannibalism hasn't quite kicked in uh-huh. yet on the face of the planet, now he's issued another warning. This one is 18 months. So now we have 18 months Wait. to do something drastic or we're all going to die. How many months? 18. 18? Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these nutbags never tire of these stupid deadline warnings. And, they're, and they never tire of being wrong either every single time. Uh, but they know full well. That's the good thing for them. They know full well that the mainstream media are not going to call them on it. They won't even mention it when the deadline passes. Then they dutifully report the next arbitrary warning. <laughs> Just like the pathetic lapdogs they are. Eight, 18 <laughs> months. If we don't tackle this problem, then uh, the human race, according to Prince Charles, will go extinct. <laughs> okay. We got 18 months before extinction. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then. He says, I am firmly of the view that the next 18 months will decide our ability to keep climate change to survivable levels and to restore nature to the equilibrium we need for our survival. Okay, then. Hey, this works out nicely. Yeah. 
Because 18 months from now mm-hmm. is what? January 18th, 2021. And if one of these nut jobs on the left end up being president, we won't have to worry about living under their term because we'll be extinct. Yeah, perfect timing. I like it. So when that 18 months uh, comes and goes, though, he'll just issue another one. Nobody will talk about it and nope. say, hey, you guys have been wrong every single time. Every single time. Warning after warning after warning. There was another warning somebody issued a while ago that was, was it 500 months? Do you remember that one? Uh, and that came and went. Uh. And there was no discussion of it in the mainstream media. <laughs> and by the way, this is a guy, Prince Charles, who irons his shoelaces every day and travels with his own toilet seat. That's how environmentally friendly he is. <laughs> well, he has somebody else iron his shoelaces, sure, but sure. they're ironed every day. That's the point. <laughs> All right. If you want something that does make sense, um, get Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Go to BrickhousePat.com and order, order this Field of Greens uh, Nutrition Real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables contained in every single scoop. Just take a scoop and put it into eight ounces of water, stir it up, and you're going to get some real nutrition in your diet. All the vitamins and minerals that you need uh, to get your body healthy without that nasty taste of vegetables. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Get 15% off your first order with the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. We have 500 days to avoid the climate chaos. Oh, days, Very 500 important days. Issues, yeah, yeah. Issue That's of, really important. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, climate change, climate, climate chaos, and we have, chaos. I said that we had As you 500 said. days to avoid climate chaos, and I know. A climate chaos. Mm. 500 days to avoid climate chaos. Uh, the, the climate uh, will be in total chaos. Now, he said that mm-hmm. in 2015. Is it a French foreign minister? Is that right? Yes, the French foreign minister. Okay. 500 days to, to climate chaos. Uh, so when that 500 days are up, huh, well, we're done. We're done. Uh, Pat? And it, yeah. I think they're up. They're way more than up. Yeah, I think uh, my math might be a little bit... Off, but it feels like they've long since passed. We just have 500 (laughs) days, and then we'll have 500 more. Uh, They just keep doing this over Uh and over and over. Remember when the UN issued a 15-year climate tipping point? uh, Well, it was more than 15 years ago. And then they did one uh, in 1982. Then they did another one in 1989. This just keeps happening gotta cover your bases man yeah you do (laughs) yes you do wow you know how how mercilessly do they mock the religious guys or the purportedly religious guys who keep predicting that the world's gonna end next october right and then when it doesn't happen they just get bludgeoned you know as maybe they should because nobody knows that date and we're told that over and over and over in scripture but when these deadlines come and go and nothing happens, uh, they never say a word about it. Not a peep. Hmm. And they never say, hey, okay, you're making another prediction? Didn't you just predict years ago that, that this was, and now you're predicting again the same thing? Uh, just a different timeline. Uh, okay. They never call them. Never. 
Meanwhile, Jeff Bezos, richest person on earth, uh, is saying that he is spending all of the billions of dollars he's spending to get to the moon and to Mars uh, because we're destroying the earth. All right. I'm just so tired of it. Um, you know, otherwise intelligent people. And he's got enough money, so I don't know what is... I guess he's just been duped like so many others. Because you know, in the case of, say, Al Gore, he's getting rich off the hysteria. Now, Bezos is already, I mean, how much wealthier can you get? So I don't know what's driving that. I don't know how you buy into this stuff. But um, apparently that's his motivation for this space flight. And maybe we shouldn't care. Just, okay, go to space. I'm all about the space program. I love it. I'm glad we're doing it. I'm glad people are talking about it again. I'm glad we have a common goal. Uh, So maybe you just ignored his motivation behind it. But how pathetic is that? We're destroying the earth. Even when you watch the BBC specials on this, our planet, planet Earth, the blue planet, the blue planet 2, our planet 2, planet Earth 9, all of these things. On the one hand, they'll tell you how fragile the earth is. And then almost in the next breath, they'll talk, they'll talk about how resilient the earth is. <laughs> Again, cover your bases, yep. you know? Yep. Wow. But, f- you know, for at least the sake of your special here, decide which one you're going to push. Because, yeah, the earth is resilient. We've been told a million times. Uh, the coral reef. The coral reef is dying all mm-hmm. over the world. We're going to lose this important natural phenomenon. And all the sea life that goes with it will go extinct. So, and then they show us, you know, that the, the bleaching of the coral reef. Do you know that the reef repairs itself? <laughs> Do you know that it bounces back and comes back to life even after the bleaching process? Wow. The, the ozone layer, they harped on that and harped on it and harped on it. <laughs> then it yeah. repaired, itself. repaired itself. The oil spill in the, in the Gulf that was... They showed that massive spill that went out to sea. Yeah. And then it's gone. Why? Because the earth took care of it. <laughs> it knows how. It. <laughs> I got this. It, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll take care of this. I got oil leaking into me all the time. So, I mean, oil's a natural phenomenon, so I'm going to take care of it. And it did. <laughs> Just, it's unbelievable. Um, wow. Yeah. Frustrating. Really, really frustrating. Meanwhile, the straw bans, uh, they, they haven't done a study on them yet, but they're not doing well because uh, a lot of restaurants have re- replaced the plastic straws with metal straws. What? You ever had a metal straw? I don't no. think I've ever been given a metal straw in a restaurant. No. <laughs> they, they, they wash them or something? Uh, is that what they do? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You're drinking out of Pass. a straw that somebody else has already... Pass. And, and I don't want to hear, oh, you use metal forks. I got it. Right. But I'm not wrapping my mouth around it, you know? Mm-hmm. Come on. Ugh, that's gross. And people are stealing them because they like them so much. Okay, well, there <laughs> so, you go. So the process uh, is that, okay, well, now we got to make more metal straws. <laughs> and it takes energy to make the metal straws. What? Wait, from unicorn farts. And pixie dust every pixie once dust. in a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But the hysteria that started all this, do you remember what it was? We got to get rid of the straws because, I mean, 500 million straws a day. In the USA alone, 
over 500 million straws are being used every single day. Every most day. Most of which are going into our oceans. Yeah. Americans toss out 500 <laughs> million, million straws each day. Each Incredible. Day. 500 million plastic straws. Where Incredible. 500 million plastic <laughs> straws are used in this country every single every day. And many end up day. in the ocean, polluting water and killing sea life. Yeah. Turtles. Sea turtles get, them, get the plastic straws stuck in their nostrils. Whoa. And then, you know, they don't have hands. So what do you do when you got a straw stuck in your nose? I don't know. Darwin says it's time to say goodbye <laughs> to that stupid-ass turtle, then. That's stupid. That's what Chucky says. Yeah, the Hold turtle's going to die. Hold on. <laughs> Let's do the math. Again, Keith math, so I apologize. That's like 500 million a day. That's nearly two that- straws a day per person, yeah? Right? 300 million Americans? Yeah. Yeah. I don't use that many a straws straw and in a half. week. I know. Come I know. on. And it's almost... Uh, it's 183 billion straws a year. So where did that statistic come from? Who did the research on how many straws a day? A nine-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. We've told you about this before. I, I had almost forgotten this. A nine-year-old kid decided that there was... He, he said, I was looking around the restaurant, saw how many straws were being used. And of course, he's being indoctrinated in school to understand that plastic is evil. And so... He said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find out uh, how many straws a day go into the system." So he called some company and asked him how many straws they make, and they told him. And then he extrapolated the information himself, came up with the figure 500 million a day. Yeah, and we don't even nine-year-old kid that he was told the truth. It was just somebody, right? you know, Get off my phone, kid. I don't know what a, a million a day. I don't know whatever. Bye. So <laughs> the media then took that five hundred million a day figure and ran with it, and it's been five hundred million a day ever since. When it's a totally bogus, made-up number. And that, that that thing you just said—that's in the U.S. alone. U.S. alone, yeah. Oh, can you get imagine how many it. worldwide? Uh, just there's no critical thinking no. at all in None. the media. Absolute zero. Crazy stuff. They just everybody in there. It's just like Glenn talks about the machine. You know, you put information in it, like at a at a network, and then it's in there forever. And it's in every teleprompter story. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever AP story first glommed onto that fact or whatever, it ended up in newsrooms across America. Nobody even checked it. No, they just read the teleprompter and moved on with their lives. Why? Because the mainstream media doesn't have to do that. They know they're not going to be called on it. That and it fits their agenda perfectly. Right. So if it fits their agenda and they like it, they're just going to run with it. And they don't they don't have to worry about it like we do. If we say something outrageous like 500 million straws a day, we get fact-checked. By the way, uh, breaking news uh, sent in just now from Jeffy. Uh-huh. Uh, metal drinking straws, um, yeah. they're also deadly. They're deadly? Uh, yeah, a metal drinking straw fatally impales a woman through the eye and her brain after she falls on it. 60-year-old woman. <laughs> What? Okay. So. What a weird. I mean, that's not funny. No, but, but it's. But uh, see, straws kill. Metal straws kill. Somewhat unusual. If so it, she tripped and fell with a straw in her hand, and it drove right right into her brain. Yes. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Ten, oh, what gosh, this hey, story? Thank hey, you, Jeffy. Uh, huh? Bob, how'd your mom die? And <laughs> she got a metal straw driven through her brain. Happened over in England. Man, I hate when that happens. Mm-hmm. Metal straw to the brain? Uh-huh. Yeah. If it just saves one <laughs> life, isn't it worth it? eco-freaks, can we go back to the plastic straws? <laughs> yeah, the plastic straw, maybe put an eye out, but it's not going to kill her. I mean, Alina <laughs> Struthers Gardener, I mean, let's, let's, let's do this in her honor, please. Oh, go back that's... to the plastic straws. It's a crazy world. Oh, gosh.
And you might want to get some uh, relief from it and just get your mind off of it for a while. And a great way to do that is to read Prodigal Sons of Liberty. What a fun, exciting, great book that is to read in the summer. Um, written by Kenton Long. And it concerns uh, Article 5, a clause in Article 5 of the Constitution that allows for a convention of states to amend the Constitution. And of course, as in real life, Washington's corrupt elite, they don't want their power base disturbed. And so they fight it every step of the way. And they do this, they do it in this case with a ruthless civilian force to try to neutralize everybody who wants the convention of states. Gosh, that sounds a little bit like Antifa, but I know that can't be the ruthless civilian force Kenton was maybe thinking about. I mean, that's a, it can't be, right? Uh, so pick it up for yourself. Get Prodigal Sons of Liberty and have some fun reading a great book this summer. Modern Thriller by Kenton Long, available now at KentonLong.com. That's K-E-N-T-O-N Long.com and Amazon Books. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed, where uh, Scotty Sweatman tweets: Someone might might want to check Prince Charles's freezer, make sure he wasn't preparing ahead for his cannibal prediction. Oh. Hmm. <sighs> Parenthetically, he says, "Pardon the pun." No, I'm sorry. We <laughs> no, can't. we're not pardoning. <laughs> we we're we're running with it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Alexandria, go. Tweets, if it comes to cannibalism, I'm going after Glenn Beck. He looks like Colonel Sanders. He's got to taste like chicken. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you cook him just right, yes. Yeah? He'll taste like chicken. Like, does he come with the 11 herbs and spices already built no, in? You, or? No, sadly, yeah. You got to add them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a lot of work. But we can get you a list. I know salt, there's pepper, paprika, there's a couple other ingredients. We'll get them, too. I want the list. Uh, the Steve 42, climate warning. The climate only has 18 months left until the next climate warning. <laughs> yeah, right, no kidding. Uh, Michelle NP 1701, Earth has never had environmental equilibrium. It's mm-hmm. one of the problems for predicting weather day to day, let alone climate change. They're just guessing. Really good example of that? We just saw with uh, the storm Barry, uh-huh. which was very briefly a hurricane. When it came to shore, it wasn't. It was a tropical storm. But they said uh, New Orleans could expect 25 inches of rain, and the levees weren't going to hold. Now, did parts of Louisiana receive really heavy rain? Yes. New Orleans didn't. They got, what, two inches, I think? Big difference from 25. Big difference. We just don't know. We can't predict it accurately. No, no. Right here in Dallas is a great example. Every Sunday for a month, it was supposed to be dry and sunny, and it ended up being a Armageddon-level storm every evening. Yeah. And they didn't say yeah. that. Nope. I didn't see it coming. So when you can't even predict this afternoon's weather, don't <laughs> tell me you're accurately forecasting 30, 50, 100 years from now. You can't. It can't be done. And their climate models can't do it either because all of them have been wrong. All of them. But, I mean, that's just all of them. Yeah, just put that in your pipe. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, All right. Texas Democrat Joaquin Castro wants to strike the words alien and illegal alien from the government's legal code. Because, you know, the the terms are hurtful. They're hurtful to the immigrant community. Well... (laughs) 
They're not hurtful to legal immigrants because we don't call them illegal when they're legal. (laughs) Words matter, he says. It's vital that we respect the dignity of immigrants. Why? They're not respecting the dignity of the United States of America. They don't give a rat's anus about our laws. They don't care. It's vital that we... Okay. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. It's only hour one. The words alien and illegal alien work to demonize and dehumanize the migrant community. They should have no place in our government's description of human beings. Okay. The Correcting Alienating Names in Government Act. (laughs) Wait, the what? Uh, The Correcting Alienating... The Correcting Alienating Names in Government Act, or change. <laughs> Wait. They had to really stretch. Really? Hold on. To get that. Correcting Alien Names in Government Act. So there's, that's not change, however. <laughs> that's uh, Changa. That's, that's Changa. No, it's King. It's, right? It's, correcting Alien Names. Kanga. Kanga. Can, can, it's Kanga. That's what I did. Or Kanig. Kanaga. I don't know. Well, you know, you wouldn't use the I. But it could be Kaniga, or it's Kanga. Kanga. Okay, there you go. My bad. Calls for the elimination of the two words, and uh, want, they want it stricken from Immigration and national Nationality Acts, and replace them with the words foreign national and undocumented foreign national. I can't. Stop it. <laughs> Immigrants come to our borders in good faith. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Where's the laugh track for oh, that one? Oh, man. Oh, he dropped a funny right in the middle of that press release. (laughs) Immigrants come to our borders in good faith. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Oh, Joaquin. Where's Scott Baio when you need him? Huh? And this is uh, Julian's uh, brother who's running for president? Yeah, this is Joaquin. Joaquin Castro. Yeah, so, uh, okay. They're twins. Mm -hmm. They look exactly alike. They sure do. That's what happens when you're... uh, twins but um but immigrants this is an amazing statement how do they even look at themselves in the mirror and keep a straight face when they say this kind of stuff immigrants come to our border in good faith and work hard for the opportunity to achieve a better life for themselves and their family they're not coming to our border in good faith when they're breaking our laws unbelievable eliminating this language from government expression puts puts us one step closer to preserving their dignity and ensuring their safety here's what ensures their safety stay home hmm. don't come out in the texas heat or the arizona desert heat and cross the border illegally ill prepared for the trek don't do that that's why hundreds if not thousands of them die every year that's it's not safe to sneak across our border <laughs> wow Immigrants come to our borders in good faith. Hey, (laughs) they are sneaking across our border and breaking our laws in good faith. The least we can do is not say anything offensive in our language about them. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you, Joaquin. Mm -hmm. 888-900-3393. Former uh, U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley called out Democrats for their silence about anti ICE protesters. We're going to get to this in a second. Uh, coming up after the uh, top of the hour here, because the ICE protesters that took down the American flag at the Colorado ICE facility and replaced it with the Mexican flag. Ah, don't worry about it. Whatever. Have you seen that anywhere on CNN? No, I haven't seen it. 
MSNBC, CNN, CBS, ABC. Have you heard a lawmaker? NBC. Talk about it. Uh, no. On the left at all. No. They're absolutely, the media is silent on it. Lawmakers are silent on it. And they were also, not only did they do the flag, but they were just stark raving hysterical too while they were there. It's pretty amazing when you break our laws, when you come into our country and you disrespect us, and then you yell in our faces like, like we're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And you're demanding things from us when you, first of all, don't even, you, you don't deserve to even be here because you didn't do it the right way. I'd like to point out that they come here in good faith <laughs> yes. in order to do that. Okay. Yeah, they do. <laughs> You're right. You're right, Charles. <laughs> Let's keep Charles in charge because he's got some really good points to make today. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. I can't. <laughs> I mean, no. That's what it comes to every day. Oh, I just, I can't. I just can't do it. No more. <laughs> I'm raising the white flag. Time to turn off the country. Shut it down. Shut it down, y'all. Good night, everybody. Mm -hmm. Drive safely. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where uh, is it Stacks Alicious tweets? So if you send your trash barges to the Philippines without permissions, they send back them. Yes, <laughs> without permissions, they send back them. Yeah, uh, RBG's Carbonite technici- technician tweets: If a plastic straw can do damage to a turtle's nose. Imagine what a metal straw is going to do. We don't have to imagine. We got the story. The woman died and impaled her. Oh. And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even a turtle. It was a human being. Wow. Which makes it so much better because, you know, humans aren't as important as the animal oh, life on this planet. Point. Yep. From T-Buck, I saw this straw nonsense coming a few years back, so I started ordering straws in bulk and taking them directly to the... To, <laughs> and taking them directly to dump in the ocean. Oh. I don't even use the straws. <laughs> It'll make it easier to find that, you know, invisible <laughs> garbage patch out in the Pacific. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. That'll teach them. Don't even use the straws. Dump them directly into the ocean. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so great. <laughs> oh, man. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. Can we handle any more insanity today? Oh, uh, yeah. The this taking down of the American flag thing. I, I can't believe. I can't believe that's not a how huge little attention has deal. been paid yeah. to it. Well, because obviously, this really doesn't fit their agenda. Uh, they, they want you to believe, they want all of us to believe that, oh, these are just good, decent, work, hardworking people. Uh, that, you know, please, they love this country. Really? That's why they take down the American flag and put up a Mexican flag instead? I. <laughs> and then every time something like that happens, they ignore it. And then when you bring it up, it's like you're the biggest xenophobe racist on the face of the planet because you brought up something negative. About these wonderful, good-hearted, respectful people. 
Oh, man, the least. They took the time to break into our country illegally. The least we can do is make it as comfortable for them as possible. Sure. Give them as many things as possible for free. Um, then take a look at some of the protesters who were there uh, at this little get-together in Colorado and uh, find out what wonderful, oh, no. inclusive, tolerant <laughs> oh, no. people they are. Here's a, here's a look. White supremacists! White supremacists! I'm going to get out of your face or what? I have a question for you now. Hmm? You are more concerned with a piece of cloth than people who are locked in cages, mm. children, right in front of you. You know that flag and those troops? I don't have a that flag and the troops are the reason yeah. you're able to out here. Like a you're stupid. Last privilege. Mm. Get the here now. Nothing matters. You don't know me. You don't know where I'm from. You don't know where I'm from. This, if she can stand here and defend this, optics will never matter. Yeah, <laughs> optics will never I stand here and say that you Oh my I, gosh. I troops and I don't I'm a you support the troops so that we can have oil and kill innocent people for oil. That's cool. You support the troops so that we can kill people for oil. Go ahead and Go ahead and distribute. Go ahead and distribute. Uh oh, wait, what's she doing to that pole, man? What's happening here? Whoa, 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 whoa. Honey. Uh, Puddin. I'm sorry. I What's know you that? do that for a living. Calm down. But, uh, yeah, I don't viral troops because all they do is kill people. <laughs> yeah, okay, the optics. They're worried about the optics. Optics will never, never matter. Never matter. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, they're out of their minds. They have lost their minds. Completely out of their minds. They make absolutely no sense. They don't even know what they're talking about, what they're defending. What they're getting hysterical over. Jeez, go tour the facility. I'm sure somebody would be happy to show you around if you make an appointment. Yeah, that's a security risk right there. I don't know about that. Oof, wow. <laughs> but, I of, know. Course, of course, the ones with the, with the cameras that uh -huh. were saying nothing, standing there calmly and just trying to have a conversation, they were the nutty ones. When you have a lot of nervous energy, Jeez. do you end up pole dancing? That's just a natural response, right? It's kind of a stressful personal, situation. Personal, private question. Well, thank you not to pry, pry oh, into my personal affairs. I thought it was a, thought it was uh, appropriate to ask. The, the amount of times I pole dance are are not your concern, Keith. So I'll thank you to wow get your nose out of my yes, sir. I didn't pole dancing a, business. He thinks you doth protest too much <laughs> on the pole dancing question. <laughs> All right, that was just plain weird and psychotic. That was. Oof. Psychotic. <laughs> there, ain't, there ain't a number of, I don't know what kind of drugs she was uh, allegedly on there, mm. but uh, they were not working for her. Also, a liberal pastor and NAACP leader compared the impending enforcement of immigration law <clears throat> to the crucifixion of Jesus. Of course. Slavery. Of course. <clears throat> and called uh, Donald Trump and his allies evil. <clears throat> The Reverend Dr. William Barber, who is a frequent MSNBC guest, okay. made the comparisons on his social media account. I don't know how long evil will last. 
he said. But I know this. After Pharaoh oppressed, he lost. After Rome crucified Jesus, they lost. After slaveholders doubled down, they lost. <laughs> what? Wow, that's really bad. That is really that's bad. That's a stretch, bro. You think? <laughs> Bruh. See, the problem with using that uh-huh. in a mocking way is that then it becomes part of your vocabulary. <laughs> After you mock for a while, it's like everything then you we start say using on this it. show. Yep. Trump and his enablers may have the power to execute ICE raids, but this will backfire. He will lose. He was referring to the reports of the uh, immigration raids, which, you know, I think Trump has deported some 300,000 people. You know, Bill Clinton deported 1.8 million or something during his time. And it was around a million, I think, with, uh, with Obama. But for some reason now, just now, it's absolutely evil. And the cage thing, which started under Obama, um, and they still use that photo about the Obama period caging of children to blame Trump for that. All of a sudden, though, they're so compassionate about these detention facilities. And it's interesting because they just keep lying. They just keep repeating the same lies until it just becomes part of uh, our societal belief structure. After a while, okay, I guess, yeah, they're drinking out of toilets. They're apparently being tortured and killed. And we're just ripping babies out of the arms of mothers, spitting on them, kicking them, shooting them in the head. Pretty soon, that's what we'll be hearing. Mm -hmm. We'll be hearing that they're being killed by... uh, by border agents I, they just because they don't care at all about what's true and what isn't they're just psychotic uh 888-900-3393 speaking of which we found this <laughs> video from this angry guy at a bagel shop there's <laughs> do we know what town this is oh gosh i shouldn't know this yeah bagel shop. he goes into a bagel shop and it's he's, new york of course it's new york of course yeah. Uh, and he's uh, barely tall enough to reach the counter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And apparently he's a little pissed off about that. And he starts making a scene mm. in the bagel shop, and then something really fun happens at the end. Take a look. The great, why is it okay for women to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites? You should be dead. Wait, what? That's okay? <laughs> that's you here? Nobody. Women in general have said it on dating sites. You think I'm making that up? Everywhere I go, I get the same smirk with the biting lip. Biting lip? Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. (laughs) You're not the boss of me. Dude, you want to step outside? You want to step outside? Yes. I'm not scared. Yeah, I do. (laughs) You shut up, too. You saw this guy's face for no reason. Attack me, victim. We don't need to step outside. We'll do it right here. (laughs) The guy attacks him. I love that. Somebody who's finally had enough of little Napoleon there, and he takes him down in very short order. Uh, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Tells him to stop. Watch your language. Up, short order. See what you did there? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh. (laughs) What do you want to bet? That guy's a lefty as well. Man, bet you a thousand dollars because the left have all lost their minds. 
Where did the dating site come into the bagel shop situation? He brought that up. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know what started his little rant there. I'd love to know. I'd love to know why he's so pissed off already. Did somebody, I don't know, did he cut in line? Do we know why he... Let's see what we got here. Hang on. Went off like that from the beginning? It's too bad. You don't get to see the whole thing in context. Because it's just really weird that he starts yelling about what women say to him on dating sites. Someone was having a bad day and uh, shared it with the rest of the world. Yeah. Then suddenly he wants to fight all the guys in the shop. Yeah, and one of them kind of takes him up on it. All right. <laughs> you want to step outside? Uh, we can nah, just, let's, let's just do, just it, right do it right here. I'm good. I'm just doing it right now. 888 <laughs> <laughs> What is your, I don't know, what's the worst moment uh, of yours in your life maybe that has been caught on camera, you know, I guess? Like, like this guy's, like, like before mm. we had smartphones and stuff and he had done this, no one would ever known. It would just been five people at a bagel shop. Yeah. Now the entire world knows when you have a really, really bad day. I get, you get the impression, though, that this little Napoleon has a bad day every day. That's true. He's yeah. got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Probably a chip that's larger than five feet, um, <clears throat> which is apparently how tall he was. It wouldn't Didn't be he a, say something about being five feet tall? It wouldn't be a proportional no, chip? No, it wouldn't so it would be. be much smaller for be him? Very much you know? not proportional. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, but That's good stuff right there. At least <clears throat> somebody finally put an put an end to it. Because too often you see somebody going off like that and abusing everybody around him, and nobody does anything. Yeah, we had somebody yelling at a uh, what was a lady yelling at a Starbucks at everyone in line. Remember that? Oh Remember yeah, that. And everyone yeah. was just like, whatever. Uh huh. Just want my uh, caramel <clears throat> macchiato, please, so I can get out of here. Also, did you see that Planned Parenthood fired their president? <laughs> we just talked about uh, Leanna Wen who was hired, I think, eight, eight months ago? Yeah, terminated after eight months. Eight months? You think she'd be okay with that? <laughs> it was That's a late-term termination. Sure is. Of her employment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks for that line, In Carrie. the third trimester of her employment, she was uh, terminated. <laughs> um, she tweeted out, I just learned that the Planned Parenthood, uh, the PPFA board, ended my employment at a secret meeting. We were engaged in good faith negotiations about my departure based on philosophical differences over the direction and future of Planned Parenthood. <laughs> but what was the philosophical difference? She had a problem with promoting the fact that men could get pregnant because they can't. <laughs> that's how that's how extreme Planned Parenthood now is. Uh-huh. She, they say she wasn't aggressive enough. She wasn't killing enough babies, I guess, and so they were pissed off about that. First of all, there have been some babies born under her watch, and you know, Planned Parenthood's really upset by that. Uh, and then the men getting pregnant thing, apparently she didn't go along with, with all of that. What a hater. The report cites two sources who say when refused to use, quote, trans-inclusive, unquote, language. When talking about abortion and other services, like saying people rather than women. Oh, come on. <laughs> so she was the reasonable one, the head of Planned Parenthood. <laughs> Isn't that something? Wow. She also reportedly told people at the organization she was worried that pushing transgenderism on top of the organization's message would isolate people in the Midwest. You think? <laughs> in the South. 
And the uh, that's probably much it. Texas. Wow. <laughs> so that's how crazy it's become in our society and on the left that the president of Planned Parenthood, who you know you got to think is pretty darn extreme liberal herself, isn't liberal enough because she won't push push the trans agenda. Uh, in addition to the baby killing agenda. Hmm. She's probably like, can we just go with one social extreme at a time, please? I know. Again, I I hope Glenn's right when he talks about the uh, tipping point that we're about to reach because people have just had enough. Maybe that's an example of it. When the the president of Planned Parenthood pushes back and says, no, I'm not going to use like people instead of women. I'm not going to do that because only women can have babies. Only women can have abortions. How dare you get out? Right. This is Planned Parenthood. Who do you think you are? Maybe that's a sign of the tipping point. I hope so. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. And let me tell you about real estate agents I trust.com. If you're looking for a really good realtor, these are about a thousand agents across the country who fit a whole bunch of uh, criteria that, that we were looking for. Now, there's another 5,000 agents who are on a waiting list to join this network. Uh, So these are the best of the best. And uh, Real Estate Agents I Trust is not just, they're not just a sponsor. It's Glenn's company. And so it's his people that vet vet all of these agents across the country and know that they have great track records. They know the market. So if you're moving across town or across country, whatever it is, they know the neighborhoods where uh, it's going to fit your needs. They know the price of the other homes in your area, the comparables, the comps that uh, are going to help you decide where to price your home so that it sells for the most money and really fast. Because when it just sits there on the market, I guarantee it won't sell for the most money. So these are the agents you need to talk to. They're all fans of the show. You're going to have a lot in common with them. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com if you're looking for a realtor. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three, 933 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Anybody watching the loudest? I know you're not, Keith, because you, uh, wow, you, okay. well, you don't have any of these services. But uh, the loudest voice... On Showtime? Okay. It's about Roger Ailes, his life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, saw the third episode last night where they mentioned Glenn. They, <laughs> I mean, some of the spin on this is amazing. But he's, uh, in the scene where they mentioned Glenn, Roger Ailes is just sitting in his office. And I guess, I don't know, he's asked for uh, somebody's resume. And they, they bring him this packet. And it's got Glenn's photo in it. And some information on him that supposedly his agent sent over. Now, if I remember this correctly, uh, they contacted Glenn, not the other way around. But maybe they contacted him and and so his agent sent over some information. I don't know. Anyway, he pulls out the photo of Glenn that's supposedly Glenn. It's not actually him in the the movie. Uh, (laughs) And he says, oh, jeez. An armadillo with a hairpiece. <laughs> oh, what? Now, whether or not Ailes oh. really said that, who knows? How would you ever know that? 
Um, unless wow. somebody in that room, and there were only two or three people in that room, shared it with someone. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he called him an armadillo with a hairpiece. Where do you get that? No. Especially not at that time. He didn't look like an armadillo with a hairpiece. Uh, but it's interesting how they portray <laughs> Ailes, especially in episode three. Wow, they're starting to make him look like an animal, an absolute monster. Um, and also a warmonger and a super, mega, ultra conservative racist. And I, I don't, I'm almost positive he was not very, I've very never conservative. I've heard that. Yeah, he, I don't think he was racist. And he certainly wasn't ultra-conservative. He's a, He was an establishment GOP guy. He was a guy... I mean, they've got they've got him battling with Karl Rove. Well, they had Karl Rove on the, on the network all the time. They also make him look like a religious nut, and he was not a religious guy. So, I don't know how much of this is accurate. They did know one thing. I don't know how they knew. Uh, but one of the deals that I guess is in the book, I don't think it's in the movie, but they talk about the fact that, and we've mentioned this on the air before, um, when I first started working with Glenn, he'd already been at Fox for, I don't know, three or four months or something, maybe five months. And so they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow anybody else access to come into the building all the time. So I had to go through this big hassle when I went over to Fox to help with the TV show to uh, have somebody come down from the floor where the show was being shot. Oh, to let you in, yeah. And they'd, they'd have to escort me up there, and we'd have to sign in and so sign dumb. out every day. Instead of just giving me a permanent pass, Ailes wouldn't allow it. And in the book, it says that he was just making a power play to show Glenn that, yeah, not even your best friend can get in here if I, if I don't say he can. And I'm not going to say he can. Wow. <laughs> so that definitely happened. Uh, but some of this other stuff that they're portraying, I, I don't know. Uh, it's, he he uh, didn't strike me as a guy who would use words like towel head and all of that mm. and go off race on racial rants. I, I just, I, didn't, I don't think that and happened. And Russell Crowe is playing him? Yeah. Man. Yeah. They fattened him up. You know, I think it's just uh, prosthetics. It's mm-hmm. not, he didn't actually get fat for the role. Um, hmm. but when you watch him, you can't, you, it almost gets to the point where you don't see Russell Crowe at all yeah. and you forget it's him. Get kind of lost in Could the save money. Yeah. Gotten Jeffy to do the role. <laughs> right. I had to wait around for him to fatten right. up. It probably costs a lot less. Oh, you wouldn't have to do a five hour makeup job on him. Sure. You know, just you just, saying. uh, I'm a helper, but no one asked. Okay. It's too bad. Could have said, you're right. Could have saved a fortune. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Jerry in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hi. Good morning. Morning. How are things going with you guys this fine day? Couldn't be better. Just could not be I mm-hmm. talked with you always oh, been two years ago approximately. Mm-hmm. Mentioned the situation at the southern border and mm-hmm. I referred to it as an invasion. Mm-hmm. You seem to take exception to that at that time as too mm-hmm. harsh a term. I was wondering if you had uh uh, change your opinion on that. Mm, I don't remember ever taking exception to the uh, crisis that's going on at the border. Um, I I don't even remember that, Jerry, but I, I can't imagine <clears throat> that I termed the word invasion too harsh because I don't think it is. I mean, it's uh, it, it, it sounds harsh, and, and when you use it, it opens 
<clears throat> it opens you up to uh, a bunch of nonsense from the left. Appreciate the call, uh, but but I don't think I don't think it's too harsh a term, um, because we are being inundated uh, with people coming across the border illegally. Are they armed? No, for the most part, absolutely not. But um, they are coming here without being invited. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, uh, the Mexican military crosses the border. We just had an instance of that a few months ago. So, uh, no, actually, my feeling has never changed. uh, Not since the 90s on uh, the crisis at the border. 888-900-3393. In America, about 50 million of us uh, miss work due to pain at some point in the year. And spend about $2,000 a year combating that pain. Uh, it's frustrating. And it makes life kind of difficult when you know that you're just you're, you're going to be uncomfortable all day. That's why there's Relief Factor. Relief Factor is 100% drug-free. This is something that was created by doctors to work on inflammation. When the inflammation calms down, the pain goes away as a rule. Start out with a three-week quick start, just $19.95. If it works, order more, like 70% of the people who... Who go on to order more. If it doesn't just discontinue. What do you have to lose? Except your pain. If you want a drug free natural way. To ease that pain. And get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. At Gray Unleashed. being an armadillo with a hairpiece. <laughs> Do you see this guy arrested at the airport in Spain? He was trying to smuggle half a kilo of coke uh, on his person. <laughs> Let's look at the photo because um, I, it's not obvious at all where he hit it. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Uh-huh. He hid the cocaine under his toupee just comb his hair i mean right it's just got he's got bedhead that's all poofy it is. in the back yeah it's bedhead and so uh did he did he honestly <laughs> did he look in a mirror before he went out in public like that uh, <laughs> who knows he probably was high on uh, he was apparently very nervous too when he got at the airport um he arrived on a flight from bogota colombia where you would never suspect yeah. that he's smuggling something <laughs> i'd be nervous i had a squirrel on my head too <laughs> Man. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, they caught him. <laughs> they ha- he had $34,000 worth of cocaine under his wig. Dang it. Ah, it's so close. It's got to be a better way, man. He's so close. <laughs> well, it's either that or the other way they always do it is, you know, put it up your hmm? buttocks area, uh, which I think I'd rather go the toupee route. <laughs> yeah, not snorting it after that. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Ick. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Our last caller accused me of, of I don't know, being soft on illegal immigration. At least he said that he called it an invasion a couple of years ago, and I said that was too harsh. Has anybody ever heard me say it's too harsh to call? I've it? heard a lot of things know. you've said over the years, and I remember I that. Don't remember you Mm-mm. saying that. I don't think we've ever been soft on immigration on this show, mm-hmm. and. You know, you and I started doing a show in Houston together, what, 30 years ago, 20 years ago. It was almost 20 years ago. April of 01. Can you believe that? It's almost 20 years ago. Mm. 
and we we talk even then we talked about immigration almost every day in Houston almost every day to the point where my program director uh, would always dude you gotta lay off the immigration dude the, the show just needs to be more magazine making more magazine dude dude it just it just is what it is it needs to be more magazine you need a pet psychic on <laughs> no <laughs> again we just had her on two days she ago. should be on every week People no, no. love it. People love pet psychics. On Wednesday, she was Dude. focused on dogs. Today, <laughs> she should be focused on cats. <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. I, I would get death threats. I they de- Lulac or Laraza, somebody from so one of those organizations, uh, defaced the station van. The station van had my face on it and uh, Rush's. Rush, I think it was me, Rush, and Sean Hannity. And they defaced me on it. And so the station had to spend $10,000 to repaint. And then they defaced it again. And then they spent another $10,000 to, to, to fix it. That's awesome. And then, uh, then I heard, dude, if they, if they deface it again, we're just going to leave it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, but it's so, absolutely an invasion. But, it's yeah, a statutory it invasion of our laws, right? Yes. It's not it's, a military invasion, but yeah. it is an invasion. Man. But, man, if you say that, and maybe that's what I, maybe I was cautioning. I don't know. I don't know what the circumstances were. I, I don't remember. Do that. we have a station van out here? <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, no. Okay. No. 888 and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. This is a great video of a mom explaining to her daughter her older daughter i guess a, like a toddler yeah and while she's feeding her uh newborn baby some milk um and the daughter i think is a little confused as to what's going on there yeah. <laughs> take a look at this mm-hmm. this is fun mommy everything's fine tell her everything's fine I love everything. you have to be careful you bite oh she's a bite don't bite, she's mom. Bite. She's honey, honey. Yeah, honey. She's not biting. She's just that's how she eats. Okay. Are you pretty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's great. It's great. Yeah. No, it's crying. You don't need to cry. You don't need to cry. Uh, do you know what she's eating from, mom? Ava. Ava, look at. I need to cry. She's getting milk. That's what she's getting. Where's the chocolate milk at? Okay, she's getting milk, but where's the chocolate milk at? (laughs) So great. It could be chocolate milk for that nipple. (laughs) Mama. Yeah, the other other snoop has the chocolate milk. The snoop she's on right now, that's the... uh, That's That's boring. That's that's the boring milk, the regular milk. milk. Or is it 2%? Yeah, the snoop. The other snoop on the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on the right side of mommy, that contains the chocolate milk. And then on special occasions, no, uh, strawberry. <laughs> so um, how do you get how do you get that? I don't know. You don't know? No. Okay. I forget how that works. You forget how it works. It's been a long time since I've had babies that were breastfeeding. Uh, so I don't oh. remember how where you get the strawberry milk. Uh huh. <laughs> I'll say it if you so don't. Great. <laughs> what an adorable now see that's an adorable thing. It video. is adorable. These dumb animal things. Triple eight nine hundred 
3393. Little Nesquik in there. <laughs> <laughs> Used to love that when I was a kid, you know? Nesquik? Yeah. Yeah. It was a rabbit, right? Right. It's a big old metal container. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Powdery goodness. You Did you like Nes- Nesquik or uh or uh uh What's that? Oh, Ovaltine. No, I was necessary. No, I didn't kid. like Ovaltine either. Mm-hmm. My kids love Ovaltine. I didn't. Mm. Get them checked? Never. No, I, sh- I need to. <laughs> yeah, I need to. Uh, all right. Hey, do you know that Saturday is the 50th anniversary of the Apollo moon landing? Wow. So Apollo 11 happened 50 years ago, Saturday, wow. which it's amazing. So at this point, 50 years ago, they were. I don't know, half or two-thirds of the way to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for the next few days, we're going to continue to reflect on this. Um, and it's amazing because 50 years later, there's still a lot of people on this planet, like something like 60% of the people surveyed in Russia don't believe it happened. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> that, I, that's just crazy. <laughs> now, <clears throat> in 1969... President Nixon had, I mean, this was a frightening mission because we didn't know what was going to happen. It could have gone completely the other way and we could have lost these astronauts. And so they, they were planning for every eventuality at the White House and at NASA. And uh, Nixon had a speech prepared for just in case entitled in the event of a moon disaster. He would uh, address Armstrong and Aldrin's widows and the rest of the nation. And this this was what he was going to say if oh, the wow. astronauts died. Oh, the speech. Okay. We actually have the speech. Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know that there is no hope for their recovery. But they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. These two men are laying down their lives in mankind's most noble goal, the search for truth and understanding. They'll be mourned by their families and friends. They'll be mourned by their nation. They will be mourned by people of the world. They will be mourned by a mother earth that dared send two of her sons into the unknown. In their exploration, they stirred the people of the world to feel as one in their sacrifice they bind more tightly to the brotherhood of man in ancient days men looked at stars and saw their heroes in constellations in modern times we do much the same but our heroes are epic men of flesh and blood others will follow and surely find their way home man's search will not be denied but these men were the first and they will remain the foremost in our hearts For every human being who looks up to the moon in the nights to come will know that there is some corner of another world that is forever mankind. Wow. That's a pretty powerful speech. That is. Fortunately, never had to be used. Yeah. Because obviously they lived and it succeeded. Uh, But it kind of brings it all home when you think of it like that. When you hear that speech, you remember just how tenuous all of that was. Yeah. And just a... What was it? Um, a year before that, when they had the explosion the fire and fire? The, yeah. So Nixon was concerned that they might fail at opening <laughs> the soundstage door? Is that why he wrote that? Just Yes. Okay. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Sorry. If that had been the case, 
Those astronauts would be dead now. <laughs> I know. And so would Nixon because he would have to be in on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Nixon is Nixon dead. Nixon is dead. But I think you get yeah, my point. So that's maybe right? not a good point. So, so they told Nixon about the alien bodies, but they didn't clue him in on the soundstage <clears throat> uh, right. hoax. Right. <laughs> no, man. I, I would have loved to have uh, seen that happen. I can just imagine. You know, you hear stories. Everyone's gathered around the TVs and watching it unfold in real time. Mm-hmm. At, at a time when the nation needed it during mm-hmm. a tumultuous summer of 69. But um, that that's... Uh, are we ever going to go back? Trump wants to go back, right? Yeah, well, we're supposed to go back by 2024. Okay. Although I was just reading an article about how dangerous it still is. And that we still don't... I mean, it's not an easy task even now, 50 years I later. I still can't wrap my head around the science of it. It's It's crazy. But you would think, after 50 years, that... It would be much, much easier. Think of the technology advances we've made in the last 50 years. If we could get to the moon with that technology, what could we do today if we would just go? Well, we hear all the time that we have more computing power in our pocket, in the cell phone, uh, like 100 times more computing power than they had in the lunar module. (laughs) I mean, that's incredible to think of. That's incredible. He should be commuting back and forth to the moon at this point. Yeah, we should have a moon base. Uh, we should be. We should have hit Mars by now, and that was the plan. The plan was, you know, back in the early '70s, we were gonna go to to Mars next, and then the whole thing got scrapped. Oh, we got our own problems on Earth. Mm. We got our own problems here. Yeah, and you know what? <clears throat> we're solving a lot of them. Because of the technology we're developing along the way to the moon. And so many of those problems caused by government. Yep. So maybe you guys could, I don't know, stop creating so many issues that you try to solve and we could get somewhere down here. 888 Let me tell you about Riduzone. If you're struggling to lose weight and you're just getting really frustrated, give Riduzone a try. It may just be what helps you get over the edge because... Riduzone contains OEA, which is what's naturally present in your body, and it sends a signal to your brain that you're full, and so you stop eating. Uh, Well, Riduzone contains OEA, and that just strengthens the naturally present OEA in your body. Plus, it doesn't contain any caffeine, so you won't get all jittery and jumpy. It also speeds up your metabolism so that you burn fat. Really good stuff. Go to Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U zone.com right now get a 30-day money-back guarantee and save 30 percent on a three-month supply at riduzone.com pat gray unleashed remember when we uh used to do the the calls to uh, convenience stores, and it wasn't just more on trivia. It was, uh, you know, we'd find any excuse we could to ask him any questions. Mm-hmm. On one of the anniversaries of the moonshot, I called and asked people who said, who said the phrase, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And uh, more than once got the answer, Louis Armstrong. <laughs> I got to find that for... Uh-huh. Uh, I should have found it for today for Throwback Thursday. Maybe we can do it for Flashback Friday. Okay. Louis, Louis Armstrong. Uh, they'd guess Lance Armstrong. Of course, some people couldn't even put any name, attach any name to it. They had no idea. 
Um, but I'm sure it was a fine day when Louis Armstrong went to the moon. Uh, and he asked himself, what a wonderful moon. What a wonderful <laughs> Love the Louis Armstrong music. It's great stuff. It's great. Great I mean, stuff. And such a that, that's the first album ever recorded on the, the lunar surface. <laughs> yes, by the way. But it makes you feel confident in uh, in America because uh, people are just they're so well informed, so so well informed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and that's what we find out from campus reform all the time. <laughs> How well informed people in this nation, and especially uh, our students in college, our collegians are. Uh, Campus Reform went to ask students uh, about changing the name of the team of the Miami Hurricanes from Hurricane to something else uh, because it's offensive. Oh, no. You know how many people have died in hurricanes? Doesn't that make people feel bad? Uh, uh. And perhaps you can guess the outcome, but here it is. So... Basically, we're sending a letter to the administration. We're asking the university to change the mascot of the Hurricanes. Uh, we feel like it's kind of offensive to students on campus that have been negatively impacted by hurricanes throughout their lives. <laughs> so when people are cheering at games, go Hurricanes, um, a lot of times without thinking it, you can actually yeah. hurt a lot of people. Mm, yeah. So is that something you consider supporting? Sure. Thank you so much. Sure. sure. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Thank you. Is that something you'd consider signing? Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I feel bad because I kind of like the hurricane. I liked the hurricane too until I learned about I'll how it made it people on campus feel. Yeah. 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 See, I've never thought yeah. about it. Yeah, but right. you can see why people. No, I, I understand it. it. I understand. Totally. Hopefully, <laughs> as long as hurricanes is there, there's still going to be students that you know are offended. Right. So yeah. we're sure, why not? It's not like a huge deal, but it's it's something. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa, it's something. Whoa! Don't minimize it. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. And even if it's just a few <laughs> students that are hurt by something, uh-huh. we can't pride ourselves on being like an inclusive campus yeah. and neglect a few people because we say, well, it's just oh, those sorry. people. Every time people are cheering, like, go hurricanes, basically you're saying, like, we support something yeah. that hurt you that in the kills. past. And that's yeah. something that honestly none of us should be behind. It's kind of like saying... Right. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You like, should correlate with some, something negative. Yeah. Right. No, but I totally get that. I think that's super Cheer for a killer. Yeah. And the goal is to make sure that no one on campus feels offended by anything right. that's going on. Yeah. And I think eliminating hurricanes is a quick way to do that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's... uh. Our future's in good hands. <clears throat> We're in good hands with these kids. Can you believe it? Uh, I mean, are we offended by the hurricane because they've been adversely affected? They've by run out hurricanes. of things to be offended by. Now we got to start going after. I don't know that we'll ever run out of things to be offended by. Um, if we're going to be offended by the nickname, the hurricanes. I love I, it. Something's got to be done. I'll sign it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, nobody should be offended by anything ever. And seriously, that's what they believe. Yeah, when he said that as a joke, the campus reform guy, when he's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, the goal is that there's nothing that's offensive on campus. To to anybody, uh, for anything. It is. Right, right. Yeah, that let's, yes. We need a perfect world where nobody's offended by anything. Because that's, it's in the Constitution where you can't be offended. Mm -hmm. Right? The the lack of offense clause. Yeah. uh, Which is so important. It's uh, right. It's 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 hiding from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs>
888 You know what greatly offends me is the metric system. I've spoken, we've spoken about that now, many this is times. a good reason to be offended by something. You know? <clears throat> yes, it is. Yeah, this, this one it, makes sense. Because it's terrible. But the story of how America was spared oh, the offense yes. of the metric system is, is a great one. Sent to us. Yeah, by this was sent by a listener, Shellback, Shellback Beave? Bo. Bo. I have bad oh. handwriting. That's a, a V if I've I ever told seen you I have one. bad handwriting. I'm, I'm readily admitting that. <clears throat> Shellback Bo sent this. How Pirates of the Caribbean hijacked America's metric system. I love it. But you didn't know about this. I, I, did I didn't. Not. No. In 1793... The United States needed a standard measuring system because the states were using a bunch of different systems. New York was using a Dutch system. In New England, they were using English systems. Uh, so it made interstate commerce kind of difficult. Sure, yeah. Because, you know, if you're doing leaders in one place and quartz in another, it's, it's going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. So the Secretary of State at that time was Thomas Jefferson. Jefferson knew about a French system, and he thought that's what America needed, which pff, that was one of the big problems with Thomas Jefferson. The other one being slavery. But his love for Frenchies was, a, was an issue. Uh-huh. He wrote, so he wrote to his friends in France, and uh, the French sent a scientist named Joseph Dombey to carry a small copper cylinder with a little handle on top. It was about three inches tall and about the same width. So it was intended to be a standard for weighing things. Mm-hmm. Part of a weights and measure system being developed in France. It's now known as the metric system. Dun-dun-dun. So the object weighed about a kilogram, which, I don't know, is that a thousand pounds? Is it two ounces? I don't know. It could have There's no way to tell. been too heavy for There's the ship. no way to tell. Right. 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 It could have sunk the ship. I don't know. But crossing the Atlantic, they ran into a, a giant storm, and it blew his ship um, far south into the Caribbean. Wow. And who was lurking in the Caribbean waters in the late 1700s? Uh-huh. Pirates. Oh, no. All right, I'll run you up the mizzen mast for a metric lot, yeah. <laughs> so these pirates uh, were... British privateers, to be exact. They were basically waterborne criminals, supported kind of by the British government, and they were tasked with harassing enemy ships. Uh And so enemy shipping included, obviously, French shipping. Mm -hmm. So the pirates took Joseph Dombey prisoner on the island of Montserrat, hoping to obtain a ransom for him. (laughs) Unfortunately for the pirates and, you know, for Dombey, he, uh, he died. He died in captivity. So it's tough to get money for somebody who's, I don't know, dead. Uh-huh. They, the pirates weren't interested at all in the stuff that Dombey was carrying. Did they take it down to the like pirate auction or something? <clears throat> yes, in fact, oh, they? Uh, they did. They auctioned, oh, they did? <laughs> they auctioned the contents of, his, of okay. uh, the ship off. Oh, I missed that. Okay, so cool. they got a little cash for it. Yes, they actually did <laughs> okay. do an auction. And they sold the little... Uh, cylindrical metric thing that he had. So what would have happened had Dombey not blown off course and he Mm -hmm. would have arrived in the United States like he was supposed to? We don't know for sure, but we might be on the inconceivable metric system. And how awkward would that be? Because we never know what we're talking about. Right. Be like, hey, uh, 
I mean, you talk about I've already been arrested. Well, not arrested, but ticketed 15 times for speeding. If if the speed limit is 35 kilometers an hour, I wouldn't have any idea. I'm sorry. I'd be breaking that. I I don't know. Ignorance of the wall. I apologize. First of all, I wasn't going to be driving that long. You know, Uh I wasn't going to be out for an hour. So (laughs) there's no way there's no way I could exceed that. Wait, what? And Jeffy would only be 64 stone, <laughs> which would be... 64 stone? Sure, it'd be... Uh, that's, that's, that's right. That's that sounds good... better than 600 pounds, doesn't it? Oh, you no, mean... 900 pounds. So, <laughs> wow. 64 stone is 900 pounds. And there you have it. Now, what is the stone thing? What is that based on? I is it just, literally just stones? It. Yeah, it's... it. No, no, uh-uh. It's... Uh, there's no way to know, Pat. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, exactly. That's all I got, man. There's no way to know. <laughs> uh, but uh, we have a fun fact from uh, Dylan there. Uh, the kilogram has to be protected at all times. Uh, to the matter it's made of deteriorates uh, more slowly. Like it, they, They're what? constantly having to update it, right, Dylan? Well, they just changed it. Yeah, they did. I know. Remember? Right. The, they just changed the see, measurement. They don't even know what it is. The people that run metric yeah, can't even can't. keep the same definition for what it is. They just changed the... De- we just had that story, I don't know, a little while ago, a, a few months. weeks ago, yeah. or months, uh, where they had to change the the basic measurement in the metric system. Well, we've been trying to tell you how stupid it is the whole time. And they've changed it several times in the history. I mean, you gotta come to our side. I mean, America does things better. We right. know this, right? A pound is a pound. Seriously, get on a scale. Two hundred and twenty pounds is two hundred and twenty pounds. You get on there and it's eighteen stone. You got no idea what that is. Or it could be forty tons. I don't know. Sixty-four stone. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. And if you're traveling. 40 kilometers, that could be around the world or it could be right next door. Nobody knows. It's impossible to know, obviously. Fortunately, the United States of America is here using sound weights and measurements. Thank you, pirates. God bless pirates. Right.